You're listening to another Woodshop podcast, the okayest podcast of its type. Your hosts are Daniel Dunlap of Daniel Dunlap Woodworks and Peter Kapar of Beatrice Workshop. You can find them as well as the podcast on your favorite social media platforms. Welcome, welcome to episode 173 of another Woodshop podcast, where this week we're joined by a veteran woodworker and furniture maker committed to making unique one-of-a-kind pieces that stand the test of time. He started woodworking back when I was still running around bombed-out streets of communist Poland. He's a content creator, woodworker, business owner, and soon-to-be brick-and-mortar store owner. Josh Hescott is here. Woo! Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks for yeah. joining us. Now, wow. Dan, do you know about who, damn time? What, about damn time. Yeah. Uh, Dan, do you know who I wish was joining us today? Perhaps our patrons. Our patrons. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hey, we have one new patron this <gasps> week, and that is I'm sorry if I butcher this, Ben, but it is Ben Bobby Suthi. Welcome, Ben. Thank you <laughs> for like joining it. the Mad. Let's, Ma- let's Army. just say Ben Ben B. Ben, ben B. B. <laughs> Benjamin. All right, and uh <laughs> As always, I like to give a special shout out to all of our VIP patrons, and they are as follows in alphabetical order. Mm, my favorite. This week. Bill Burkle of WTB Woodworking, Jacob Miller of A Sweet Shop, Justin of Calvary Customs, Malcolm over at Boston Nova Woodworks, Matthew Hoff at Matthews Woodworking, Matt Maynard of Patriotic Pines, Max and Mindy Coons of Stubby K Studio, Michael Flickinger, Nick Brim Woodworking, Patrick Ginsel. Square Splinter, Steve, Ayadarola, and Victor Aragema. Thank Woo! you to each and every one of you. Thank you nice to all done. of our patrons. We Five appreciate generals. all the support the Matt Army. that you give us. If you feel so inclined to join the Met Army with all those fine people, you can find us over on Patreon.com slash Another Woodshop Podcast. And you'll see four tiers where you can join. Yeah. And if you guys don't join, you'll see more tiers. From us. Oh, I like that. <laughs> See, I like it. true dad Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wrote that last week. It's good. Well, mm. uh, we're also very excited uh, because we have partnered up with Maker Camp. So we, uh, we're we working with Maker Camp. We just gave away some tickets. Today was the final day for the giveaway. Two tickets. Two, two silver, silver passes. Tickets. Which is uh, the best, the highest tier pass you can get on our, show, over there? on our show. On our show. so uh we just gave that away dan's gonna uh talk about those winners in a moment but we're very excited to partner up with maker camp maker camp is one of our favorite events actually probably my favorite maker event uh of all time and i know it is for dan because it's right up there we were explaining it to josh earlier because he's never been and we're just saying like it's just the most like loosey-goosey fun event where like you can hop around different tents that all have like a different theme uh they actually just released their schedule so if you're listening to this it is live on their website uh dan what was that website again the Catskills Cat Makers Camp. It's a long one. I need Catskills Maker Camp. Continue talking. <laughs> um, so, well, well, everything's going to be uh, linked in the show notes. So don't worry; it'll all be in there. Or you can also check out their site. And um, what's up, Dan? It's Cat Catskill Mountain Makers Camp. Mountain. I missed a mountain. Well, so thank you for that, Dan. Um, but we're just super stoked. There's going to be a lot of uh, uh, cool tents set up. There's a jewelry making tent, which I know Emma's excited about. Uh, of course, the blacksmithing tent, metalworking tent. Uh, there's just really a lot of fun things to do, including 
meet everyone. And if you use special code AWP when you meet us, you will get a firm handshake. So make sure to use that code when you meet us. Maybe a pat on the back. That's a secret code we'll release next week. And don't just get (laughs) gradually more physical (laughs) until Maker Camp. We're super stoked to see all of you there. As Pete mentioned, we gave away two tickets. Uh, If you haven't been following along uh, on the podcast or over on IG, we we had drawings over on both. We had an IG account. We we have an IG account. And we had up a post for a giveaway. Tens of followers. We drew a winner. And uh, the winner over there was Nick Pachi. Woo! With the grain woodworking? No, the working grain. The working grain. He used to be the unemployed grain. And then he got a job. (laughs) my memory is not good so thank you for (laughs) bailing me out on that one and then uh we drew a winner uh so we gave away secret code phrases during the pre-show and during the actual show and we gathered up all those names that people emailed us and the winner from that was malcolm mccutcheon if that name sounds familiar that's because malcolm is the voice you hear at the beginning of the show not and mine. That the was one not before rigged. Me. That was all very, very uh, random. Dan That's feels very defensive it. because it doesn't matter Somebody who we choose. They're like, oh, this is rigged. Everyone rigged. immediately was like, this is rigged. And that's this would happen every time we would do giveaways in the past, no matter who won. But I'm I'm stoked that it's it's uh you know it's listeners of the show, it's people that are fairly active with us too. So that's amazing. And um I know Nick, I think, was going, but now Becca can come with him, and yeah, Malcolm was, was not going. Alone. Yeah. So that's super exciting because we get to give him big hugs. Yeah, that's dope. Actually, at this point, so, I'll uh, uh, give him those shirts in person. <laughs> big shout out to everybody who uh, entered into our giveaway, and big bigger shout out to Maker Camp for uh, sponsoring and and joining us on this uh, little giveaway. Venture. Make sure to get your tickets. This this event is worth it. Go check it's it out. Absolutely worth it. Speaking of things that are worth it, Josh Hescott is here. So, let the bells let the bells ring. Josh, right. thank you so much for joining us. No. Um thank you, you and Dan go me. way back. We go we do. way back. We go back. Uh, yeah, uh, a little bit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> way, <laughs> way back adjacent. <laughs> no, I've been following Josh for a while. Yeah. Um, but wh- why don't you give us the elevator pitch? Uh, who the hell do you think you are? Uh, you know, uh, Well, okay. You know, but, what's, your, uh, what's your biggest strength and weakness? Go. I feel like uh, I'm I'm a spry 48, uh, you know, boyish <laughs> boyish good looks. Uh married my high school sweetheart, which not many people know, so we've been together since 1992. Uh Wow. Quite a while. Pete, were you even born <laughs> um, in 92? Hey, it's 88. Yeah. Thank you very much. There you go. Also, hey. Yeah. Yeah, those are the good days. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, basically all of my knowledge uh, in life comes from uh, 80s cartoons and sitcoms. I'm uh, a lover of 70s and 80s uh, music, a uh, lover of tacos, afraid of the ocean, woodworking for almost 30 years. I mean, that's kind of me in a nutshell. A couple of awesome kids. Yeah, skimmed yeah. over the afraid, afraid of the, of the ocean. ocean. I want to kind of oh, get yeah. into that one. Oh, like yeah. Frank Why Ocean that or the water one? The the uh, Yeah, the water one. And I did live in Hawaii for a little while. So you only go up to your mid-shin. Uh, beyond that, you're not supposed to be in there. Okay. All <laughs> right. just, yeah. Sharks? Sharks. Scared of the ocean, oh, lived scared. in Hawaii. Scared, yeah. <laughs> See, that's why Dan lives in Nebraska. Because why, Dan? I'm scared of the ocean. No, it's but... the only triply landlocked state in the Union. So it, it touches oh, nice. three states before it touches the water. Like the that. safest All point right. yeah. to be. Yeah. That's our claim to fame. <laughs> scared of a lot of things. <laughs> that and corn and the grid system. I'm not scared of corn, though. 
You should be. Should be. It, could, <laughs> it could trample you in a heartbeat. You never know. You, you have no idea. Uh, corn kills, guys. <laughs> be careful. It does. Um, it's, a, it's a menace. Well, let's, let, let's, let's grill him a little bit. So, Josh, how did you get started with all this? Um, because you even dropped the bombshell on, on us in the pre-recording show uh, with something to do with Nike sneakers. But let's talk about how you got started in woodworking. How did that even come up? I've had a lot of I've had a lot of jobs in my uh, in my time, but um, as far as woodworking, to be honest with you, I've been doing it for uh, I started construction uh, or late teens, uh, early twenties, cement work. I did uh, framing work. We did a little bit of trim carpentry, but actual uh, building of furniture. My wife's grandma, of all people, uh, was a woodworker, um, which was pretty rare. For, yeah, <laughs> um, and What's she got. <laughs> she, she was no longer with us unfortunately but she oh. she oh. hey yeah, she lived a, a, a strong 92 years and was always invested in everything i was doing for woodworking but she started uh me and woodworking she would build uh things in her shop and that kind of uh, piqued my interest beyond the uh framing aspect of things she was uh, making you know uh stuff for churches and uh little benches and things like that but I was really impressed. She showed me kind of the, uh, besides Norm Abram on TV, I never actually worked with like a table saw or band saw. And she was out there in her shop willing to show me how, the ropes a little bit. And I even started uh, when I first uh, kind of started in uh, the shop, she hand me, gave me her old tools and kind of got me, helped me out with a planer and a, a lathe and band saw and all that stuff. So she got me into it. And um, I was going to ask you if you got hand-me-downs. That's awesome. I did. That's I got hand-me-downs. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh yeah. So Nor- normally the story we hear with folks is, well, it was during the pandemic, and I didn't have yeah. anything to do. So. <laughs> no no offense yeah. to anyone that started during the pandemic. No, no, <laughs> no, no offense at did. all. No offense at all. Well, she, she, I had to make some uh, early on. Like I said, we've been to, me and my but been together a long time. Uh, first apartment, no no furniture. Uh, IKEA wasn't big back then, and I got with uh, There's the story I read. Her grandma, and <laughs> we made a coffee table and some shelves, and um, all out of uh, pine, my favorite wood. No offense to anybody, but. We graduated Pine is past. fine. Pine is fine. Pine is fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's kind of my start. Uh, and then, uh, so I woodworked basically, I'd say, uh, coming up on 30 years, friends, family, uh, full-time though, woodworker since 2016 as an LLC, like a, my own one-man business. Awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yep. I love hearing those unique stories. Uh, speaking of starting in 2016... And where you started. So when I started following you, you had a large backyard shop. Yeah. And you've since moved out of that and you're trying to open up a store yeah. space, yep. a, a showroom space yep. slash shop. Yes. Let's moving my shop up to uh, talk about that. Yep. I'm doing my own brick and mortar, which is kind of a lifelong dream. Uh, really pushed. Um, my wife, you know, she's like my, my biggest supporter, which is, a, I think, is how it should go, right? Um, uh, I've always yeah, wanted so to have a... Sh- what's that like? <laughs> I've always wanted to have a showroom space. It's a tough sell uh, when you're doing commission pieces to invite mm-hmm. them, somebody to your garage and uh, not have pieces available for them to walk around and see and touch. Uh, and here's a picture on Instagram. Uh, so, you know, getting a showroom space, I think, is going to really, um, I don't know, I, I want to get involved in community and introduce myself uh, to the, the local community and build up. It's nice to have the IG following, but I'm really focused on uh, being 
like a, a Michigan maker, uh, one that's identified with uh, quality products here in the great state of Michigan that I could work with. I've worked with different designers, mm -hmm. but now I can actually bring them to a space and have them sit down and walk around and touch pieces and um, build something from scratch for them. You know, I just, I'm not getting any younger, you guys. So this was kind of a put up or shut up time for me. <laughs> well, and there's really nothing like being able to actually see something in person and, and yeah. put your hands on it and yeah. get like a grasp of the space that it can fulfill. Or, yeah. yeah, it was a that's it, great. literally a lifelong dream. Didn't think it was ever going to happen. We were walking by a building in the town that I'm uh, re renovating this building and we walked by it. It was uh, for lease. I just didn't give it two thoughts. My wife was like, we should call see how much this is per month and you're going to do this. And then within a day we were looking at the space and we had it uh, two days later and now I'm in the middle of renovating it. It's, it's honestly like kind of put your money where your mouth is type thing and, and just, and just do it. Wow. That's awesome. And, yeah. And I yeah. honestly, like my kids are a little bit older. I have a, a 20 year old and a 16 year old, but I think it's good for them to see dear old dad, even at whatever age he is still chase after something and not be afraid to try even if, even if there's a yeah. possibility of failure, it shows, it shows them, you just got to be able to willing to kind of put your, put yourself out there and give it your best shot. Right on. And if you guys are not following Josh yet, you need to, because he's been showing a lot of the process on his IG account, which has just been super fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. How big is this space? So it's uh, all together. It's 1500 square feet. I'm going to section off uh, the nice. back half for, uh, for workshop and then the front half uh, for, you know, for the showroom space. Um, what I would love to have uh, eventually is um, like maybe host maker meetups. I would love to involve myself in the community. Like I said, to help uh, maybe uh, hold classes, uh, get young people involved making. There is um, kind of a big movement in the little area that I am, uh, am at. I was already been approached by a gentleman that owns a 60,000 square foot building. Another Whoa. one that was, these these are buildings built in the late 1800s. Mine's in the 1899, but he got a 60,000 six story building that he's turning into a, a maker uh, space. Uh, so every wow. story, every story will have um, maybe a print shop. You'll have CNCs, you'll have woodworking, you'll have Holy photography. Um, so uh, like I said, we're trying to get young people back involved with making. I think, I think it's a good thing for uh, folks to work with their hands. Um, people that have anxiety or depression issues or different things, it's a it's a good way to like focus that energy somewhere else. And so, I would love to like <clears throat> not only have the retail space to sell my goods, <laughs> but I would also like it to be able to build up people. Um, that's great. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of the goal. Damn. That's so cool. So how yeah. long have you wanted to do uh, like a storefront? A long... When, when did that idea come up? A long time. So when we first... So I guess I'll go back a little bit. 2012, we moved to Hawaii, my wife's job. Uh, we went to Kauai, Hawaii for a little over a year. And I uh, helped a local woodworker since I, it was the first time I've ever stayed home um, and been a stay-at-home dad. And I didn't have a job. Uh, and I we thought, call that a trophy wife. <laughs> yeah. It's my lucky. goal. I want to be a trophy wife. So I'm bad. lucky. I outkicked my <laughs> I outkicked my coverage for sure. <laughs> but um, uh, so I stayed at home. I didn't know quite what to do. Uh, there was a local uh, woodworker that was kind of I wouldn't say famous, but in that area, his name is Frank Polano. Uh, makes a lot of um. Uh, oh, Frank! I remember. Him. There you go. Yeah. So I yeah. interned kind guy. of at Frank. In, interned in his shop uh helped him out uh there on the island i uh, was able to get my work into a couple of local galleries was selling pieces for the first time ever and i thought hey i can people actually 
want my stuff. So um, kind of got the bug on selling. And when I came back, I uh, was able to basically take it a little bit more seriously and start, you know, figuring out how to charge people for work. And because everything I had done before that was, you guys have probably been in this boat. It's for friends. It's for family, you know, kind of pro bono uh, for a steak dinner. <laughs> so yeah, pay for figure, the materials. Yeah, pay for the materials. And we're good to go. Uh, so you got to learn how to price your stuff. You got to learn how to, you know, figure out what marker you're in and um, yeah, adapt to adapt to those things. So that's uh, the dream was kind of there because I was able to get into galleries, but you're doing a lot of consignment work or you're, or you're kind of getting pennies on the dollar at times for work. And I thought it would be really cool to have your own space. So I don't have to mess with that. And I just didn't think it was ever going to happen. Um, but we're doing it. We're jumping in feet first and we're going to give it a whirl. And if That's shop fantastic. at your house is still there. Shop at my house is still there. I'm still going to, it's going to still house some items. Um, cause I want, uh, the space, uh, I don't know how to, I want it to be presentable. So I'm going to have it a nice looking space. Like if you do host a client, I think, uh, if you're trying to charge a certain amount for your work, your work has to be, uh, has to beat that mark too. But I think the, you only have one chance to make a first impression. So the front of the store, yes. I think it has to show a certain way. And I also think your workspace has to show a certain way. Um, it, you know, there could be dust on the floor, I'm not saying that, but yep. there, there's a look that I'm going for, uh, to, to compete for these customers. No, I'm, I'm asking about the, the home workshop, the oh, one that's, that you're currently in. That's still going to, what's the plan for that? Yep. So it's going to be kind of an overload area and a spot that I'll still dabble in, I guess, or have overload work uh, in, um, in a perfect world. Uh, that's uh, going to be a spot where maybe I can do some finishing, some finishing work. Um, so the space is not like, uh, the, the new space I have neighbors, right? So I, mm-hmm. there's, um, customers coming in. So dealing with different finishes is going to be a, an issue. Um, oh, right. So the ventilation is, is not there to do some finishing work. So we'll have to adapt. So I'm going to use my home workshop to possibly do some finishing or finishing work and just, I'm not too far away, 15 minutes. Uh, so oh, not bad. no, so we're, we're still doing pretty good for uh commute. That's great. Yeah. Nice. So. Um, Dan, did you have another question? Uh, not right off the top of my head. I no. will think of something as we go. <laughs> so Instagram no. though, it didn't start until two, 2017 is when I kind of got on Instagram yeah. And uh, that's when I met uh, Dan. So yeah, we met actually. Yeah, a let's. Long I was, was going to ask more stuff about the the shop, but I want to get oh, yeah. into your yeah. content game too. Um, what like talk about because you're on YouTube as well. You're on Instagram. Yeah. You're not on TikTok, right? I'm on, I'm on TikTok. You no, are on TikTok. Yeah, okay. my marketing uh, Pete isn't uh, great. So this is where I'm. I feel like I'm a better woodworker than a content creator, and I'm. This is we're <laughs> learning. The, so Josh Hescott's on TikTok. To. Go uh, check <laughs> yeah. him out over there. I'm on, I'm on TikTok and Instagram. I'm, I'm gonna get the uh, the YouTube channel as uh, I have plans for that uh, in the new shop. Uh, so we're gonna do some product reviews. I'm gonna take people along on these builds. Uh, so if I do have a client build, I have some ideas on how to, um, how I want to record that and, and bring that to folks. Um, but it's a work in progress. You know, I'm still learning from folks like you guys on how to create better content. And we're, we're, we're going to hope you're not watching me trying to get better <laughs> content ideas because lately it's been it's, dry as a bone over here. It's some, fine. Some it's people good. have a knack. <laughs> I some, always enjoy Dan's content because it's always I'm like silly. the pine of content. No, no. But I do oh. feel like there's like people that they're, uh, they're like, um, the really good content creators and maybe the woodworking is secondary. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. And there's people that woodworking is, uh, the priority and content kind of falls to the wayside. And I'm probably in that second category. I would like to 
we're never too old to learn. I'm trying to learn that aspect of it and combine both. And I don't know if I could be good at both, but I'm going to try. It, it takes a special person yeah, to be actually good at both. I mean, and it's also really tough not, to yeah, balance. Care, care, but not care. But like Dan is, is the king of like, everything is content. Yeah. And I don't care what people think. I'm just going to make it a post, you know, like, uh, and, yeah. no, like you, you, um, you try everything and you're not afraid to try it. So it's, I mean, yeah. I was, admire that I mean, about today you. i i did a reel of me open a beer bottle on my workbench so <laughs> yay hey you, you were in the <laughs> workshop people like seeing people's workshops yeah. i've learned so i'm a uh, little as bit dirty of a... as it is <laughs> as dirty as it is um so with youtube like are you are you planning out some videos already are you like yeah yep i'm planning i do have some content that's going to be focused on the the new tools that i'm going to be working on so i do want to do okay. uh some content around table saws and dust collection and i do have a lot of questions uh that i get as you guys all do uh from folks that are just starting i do love to try to help people that are just starting because we've <clears> all <throat> been in a pickle and i'd like to try to at least, uh, yep. Yeah, I'd like to try to help as much as I can. Uh, so I filled a lot of those questions, and that's what I want to kind of cover in the uh, in the YouTube as well. Um, we'll kind of see you know, how that goes. The difference is I'm I'm not creating pieces just for the YouTube channel. So like say Chris Salamoni or some of the other really good work, woodworkers, uh, Keith Johnson and folks, they're creating a piece for the video. Never heard of Keith. And I'm going to be <laughs> uh, still trying to sell these pieces. Uh, so the content will be a little different, I guess, than, than that. But right on. Yeah. Um, cool. So I actually, if I could back, oh, sorry, Dan, if you have a question too, <clears throat> I don't want to cut you off. Why Why you keep throwing? I don't know. Cause I thought you were, you were, you were adjusting like you're about to ask a question. Anyways, no. I'm going to cut you off. Shut up. So okay. <laughs> um, Josh, so what's the, what's the timeline now? Like I, you know, you, you got a yep. storefront, you're paying rent on this building. Yes. You're, yep. you're obviously not open yet. You're, no having to not take on commissions right now. So there's like Correct. money literally being burned while you're not bringing money. Not that I'm trying to stress you out. Just Thanks going over the facts. Like yeah. what is starting your, to sweat. So like, yeah. what is your timeline for shop setup? Okay. Crank it out furniture yep. and then storefront opening. Like what's your timeline for that? What are you trying to hit as far yeah. as a goal? Yep. So the timeline that I have set for myself in, in my head, I'd like to have a soft opening by the holidays. So that looks like to me, uh, I'm about 95% done with the front portion um, into getting the middle of October, moving my shop up and getting that set up just enough to where I can start making furniture. Uh, I think a lot of people have this misconception, not amongst woodworkers, but these uh, pieces don't build themselves in two days. So if I want to have one or two tables done uh, to show what's going on in some smalls, uh, then I need to get on get on the horse, like you said. So um, I would think that I will have pieces to fill the space with uh, by the end of November, early December, have a soft opening and then a grand opening in 2024. Uh, basically introduce myself to the community. This is what I do. This is the services I offer and then get uh, kind of ingratiated in, in, into the mix so they know what's going on. That's and this has been no small feat. No, I mean, it was. Uh, you've, you've been yeah. really working your tail off. I mean, it's a one, last I checked, you were, I think you had just finished up the flooring, which yep. you laid yourself. Yep. yep. And I think you were making a, a like a front desk. Yep, we're doing right now. We're doing the store. The store front desk uh, currently is the project. So this was a, a salon uh, that was partitioned up into a ton of different little spaces, and uh, we've kind of had to strip it on the bare bare bones, start over. Yeah, and it's just yeah, it's just me and my wife once in a while when she has some time, and my son and daughter when they have some time, and I'm trying to 
keep things budget friendly as uh, like as Pete, Pete <laughs> yeah, alluded to. Yeah. You know, we're not, I'm not taking on commissions right now or work or selling pieces. So there is a uh, pressure to get this place up and running, but there's also, I only have the first one time to make that first impression. So I don't want to uh, go so fast that I ultimately lose out on potential uh, customers. Uh, I don't want to skimp on the look because I'm going for a certain, a certain look, but, but yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's still it's a lot so. Of, Basically, what it, it's not as simple as you just throwing a couple no. coat of paints on the wall. I mean, you've really been yeah. working your tail off. Yeah, we've yeah we've redone drywall. We've uh, updated some mechanicals in the building uh, on the on the DL. <laughs> joking, but there's you know different things that were in different spots for. Uh, well, the I don't think doesn't the, listen to the, this. I don't think the, salon, the local yeah salon station municipality yeah listens. That's right. Yeah, the different salon stations uh, <laughs> in, in different spots that weren't going to be uh, of use to me. Um, but we're getting it set up to you know run some heavier equipment uh, that I'll need to you know make the furniture with. But yeah, it has been no small task, and I'm sore. That's for sure. <laughs> hey, but it is a testament to your commitment and readiness because, you know, I'm talking about all this stuff like, yeah, you're not getting yeah. any money coming in, whatever. But like you and your wife were yeah. set up for this for like you, you took that step. You could have immediately done it. You don't have to like look at loans and like see if we can scrape this by. Right. Can we afford whatever? Like, no, you were ready. You built your yes business with this in your mind this has been a dream for a long time so correct it, it really speaks a lot to your planning uh that you were able to just like an opportunity came up and you jumped on it yeah uh, yeah i think you have to be uh if there, if, if you got a, a a goal uh you're never too old to have a goal right and like i said i mentioned that earlier even with my kids i want to show them that you're never too old to want to try something new or to have dreams that you're still chasing <clears throat> uh yeah. basically so you can be 70 and still chasing a dream and this is one that I'm chasing <laughs> and I'm going to do my darndest to make it a success. And I want to, <clears throat> if, I think if you run out of goals or you stop learning in life, then you've, you've failed a little bit. So, um, I'm just putting my you know, full steam ahead. Basically you got to be ready to go. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing. Right so, on. Yeah. S speaking of dreams, <laughs> I'm going to switch gears a little bit here. Yeah. As everybody who listens to this show knows, I'm a huge, huge Office fanboy. Oh, you are. You a question. <laughs> Go ahead. If you don't know, Josh had the opportunity to make something for Angela. I did. Whose on the real office. life name is also is Angela. Angela. Yes. Yeah, her name is Angela. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Probably. I wanna. I wanna. I wanna talk about that a little bit. How yeah. cool was that? Uh, awesome. Uh, something I never thought was going to happen. And it was just a, simply a chance, a chance, uh, not meeting, I guess, but I commented literally on her husband. I don't know if you guys know this, uh, Josh, his name is Joshua Snyder. Uh, he has a YouTube channel that he used to do with Angela, uh, baking with Josh and Ange. And, uh, she had posted, um, some baking that he did on an old cutting board that looked like it had been ran through the ringer. I simply threw it a, or threw a dishwasher. A, yeah, probably a dishwasher. <laughs> I think I threw a comment. I know a guy that could make you a better cutting board than that. But there was like 27,000 comments on her page. Literally within five minutes, I had a DM saying, can you really? And I was like, is this actually Angela Kinsey uh, or just a bot? Uh, and then she started following me within the next minute. And then we then we, we DM back and forth. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll make your husband a cutting board. And 
literally from there, it struck up a little bit of a friendship and we've done a dining table. I've made a cutting board for, uh, the Jenna Fisher who plays Pam, uh, for her, for her, you know, backyard grilling area. We've done a couple things for charity, uh, for her. Uh, we flew out and met him when we delivered the dining table and, uh, grilled out and played cornhole and swam in the pool and, uh, nicer people you will never meet. And they are, uh, her and Jenna, the fish are actually best friends in, in real life, which is kind of... Yeah, they do the uh, podcast, Office, yes. the Office Ladies together. Yes, they do. Yes. My wife is an avid listener. Yeah. Emma's yeah, and, obsessed. And Creed, uh, I think he stays just down the street <clears throat> from Angela. Uh, Does he really? A, yeah, I didn't get a chance to meet him, uh, you know, when we were out there, but he's uh, kind of a neighbor of hers, which is kind of cool. That's also his real name That's is Creed Bratton, his, and he yes. is the ex-guitar player of... A band, I oh man, the Kiss or Metallica? Which one was it? No, it's like uh, I'm Josh. I'm surprised I can't you don't know right this. now. But he's actually uh, lived quite the colorful life for sure. Yes, yes. yes. Also, the way you worded that, he stays down the street, and that's the the only way I can imagine Creed living somewhere. He stays at places. He doesn't own a house. Yeah, he just stays down the street. Yeah. But you're worried sometimes when you meet uh, somebody. Uh, I, don't, I hate to say the know. grassroots. Oh yeah, I think, he was yeah, the guitar I, yes. player for I the grass. I love their movement. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But super uh, down your jokes. down to earth people. Um, it was a pleasure, and they're still like she doesn't have to like stay in contact with me. But her and her fat like Christmas card, and she would a text once in a while, and it's they don't have to do that. That is and, so damn cool. Yeah, it, yeah. it does. Dan bring is a smile so jealous face. right now. I am crazy <laughs> jealous, and I didn't start following Josh uh, because of this. Like. I've been following Josh Before. for a very long time. Yeah. And when this started happening, I was like showing my wife. I'm like, oh, my God, look yeah. at this. It's, I am so jealous. It's look at this. One of those things, though, too, like uh, where you're I'm always conscious of like, I don't want to be the guy like where people are like, oh, God, he's going to talk about, you know, you're always like, oh, I'll bring it up. I'll happily bring it up. <laughs> Dan would work that into every every episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, when I met Angela. What's the, right? what's right. the Michael line? I'm I'm the guy that captivated the guy that captivated a thousand guys. There you that's go. that's how I'm yeah. <laughs> that's how I'm treating this right it, now. It does bring me a little <laughs> smile when I see her post something and they're having dinner around the table or uh, a birthday. You know that I mean? is so yep. damn cool. Yep. I'm so jealous. We, you have no idea. We did a that's what she said sign for her she shed. Uh, ah, that's what she shed. Yep, yep, yep. She did. A, that's what she I shed. Love that. Yep, yep. <laughs> Stealing so, that. And her dad was actually um, uh, Bill was his name, uh, a woodworker. So uh, she relayed some stories about how cool he think it, how, how cool he thinks it would be to if he would have met another woodworker like this and having handmade products so there's like a little bit of a connection with the woodworking side which was oh, that is, cool. yeah, yeah yeah that is so cool yeah so cool so wholesome it is yeah <sighs> well well i feel it. great i think we can call this episode a... <laughs> Damn, no that's great I, I i've always been like super jealous and super proud of you at the same time that you were able to pull it off and yeah, i appreciate that <laughs> damn just that it could it could have been that's why dan's keeping you close because he hopes that one day we'll go out there one day it'll connection. rub off and i'll be able to meet <laughs> jenna fisher and angela kinsey and creed and now they leslie david baker and you know all those guys yeah. Stop name dropping <laughs> no, they, they, they did say that they will come out to my uh to my place sometime in Michigan because we need a cornhole. Man, you tell me and I will drive out there. I'll be the creep on the I'll be the creep on the on the curb. Oh yeah, creep on the stoop. I will totally be that guy. That's good stuff. Uh, speaking of creep, let's do a what's on a bench. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Terrible transition. So uh, first, let's do this. What's on my bench? So 
Well, Josh. Yeah. What's on your bench this week or this month? The right now, what's on your bench? Because we want to hear more about it. Yeah. It's so it's still going to be centered around this uh, the, the storefront. I'm currently doing the um, uh, the front counter desk. Uh, that's going to be kind of a big build. Like I said, that's the first impression when you walk in. And I I don't know if you guys know, I kind of work in a mid century clean line look. That's kind of the vibe of the building. So I'm doing kind of a special. Um, uh, visual effect on, on the front of the desk. I want to look a certain way. So that's on the bench. I'm getting some uh, live edge uh, doors that are going to be slider doors uh, like a, uh, that's, that's next week. Live edge doors? Yeah, there'll be live edge slabs. They're so like, uh, maple with um, some some curl to them and I'll do... They're, they're barn style sliders? Kind of, yeah, but not in the barn look, but I'll clean them up so that they're kind of more, okay. you know... I'm excited to see that. Yep, yep. That, then, um, then obviously the, we're, we're moving right on to dining tables and smalls. So I've got a lot got a lot going on. I like on. how you call them smalls, but like that's mine and Dan's bread and butter. Yeah, it's <laughs> mine too. I honestly, like I'll, I'll hear people, I don't want to say they shame cutting boards and smalls, but that is the bread and butter for a lot. A lot of woodworkers make good I money. Mean, Go ahead. Regardless of how you view them, they're fun. They're fun. And you can really get creative. You, you, super creative. And it, I don't want to call it like a, it's a little bit of a gateway um, build item. It's a gateway it's drug. A gateway. It is. Yeah. yeah. You can go, I mean, you learn how to uh, surface material and you run through uh, table saw stuff. You can show people how to use a, uh, their uh, their jointer and their planer. It's uh, glue ups. There's all different kinds of things that kind of go along yeah. with, a, with a cutting board. That's a perfect thing to start uh, somebody one of my favorite design elements i stole from you for cutting boards was the, the 10 degree chamfer yeah. on yeah. each side i do that i do that to this day i it's, it's a great look that's a handy little handhold you know like i said it's uh people kind of yeah. almost act like they're too good to do a cutting board at some point and it's uh that's a nice item to have in a in a especially a storefront because not everybody's going to walk in and buy a four to five six seven thousand dollar table they're going to want to maybe come home with a you know 50 or hundred dollar cutting board or something and you're yeah. using your and you're right. using your scraps so and you brought up a good point of like milling it's a great way to learn milling it when is teaching uh that was the milling class you made a cutting board at the end yeah so yeah. like you you just learn how to select wood choose the grain grain direction glue ups all that so yeah it is a gateway definitely a gateway for sure yeah i i totally agree so what, what else are you working on that's uh, it just a storefront right now <laughs> just the storefront right now yep just that's just pretty much it and cool well, uh, yeah i'm kind of building <laughs> i'm building some stools uh so i'm making some uh, stools out of white oak oh, uh, for chairs the... for that too yep yep uh not something i'll probably sell he is a woodworker i don't know I if you know, know. but yeah. I, chairs scare me they're fun but i don't know margin wise i don't know if i'd want to do them to sell necessarily as a one-man shop if i was uh set up tooling wise to to mass produce something maybe but um these are going to be i don't know i hate to sound corny a uh, bespoke <laughs> a oh. product uh, that's going to just be just uh for for looks and to rest rest my can on <laughs> see i think my thing with chairs is i i early on in my like learning woodworking whatnot mm-hmm. i somehow ended up in a chair shop and the okay. amount of templates and th- like thing machines were set up for a job, like yeah. literally like the shop was set up to like do a specific tenon or specific, yeah. you know, cut on something or the, <clears throat> yeah, like, the machines just, did the one thing, the one thing. Yep. And I was like, this whole place is built for chairs. Like I would have to, it would take me three days to, to just convert my shop to build six chairs. <laughs> You know, yeah. so that always scared me. But then I see people make chairs. I'm like, they do look fun, but I'm so, I'm so scared. Yeah, what if it's of, uncomfortable? <laughs> you got to make it out of pallet wood first. <laughs> What's MDF, I say. Like MDF. A, uh, Adirondack Jackman chair. Yeah. Heck yeah. 
yeah. Well, yeah, that's what, go ahead. Well, I, was, I was just going to say, that, that's it. Anything else? <clears throat> yep. I was going to ask what was on your guys' bench. Dan, well, what is on your bench? I was going to throw it. I was going to throw it to you guys. Um, well, help. shocker for everybody. Some Etsy orders, some ZCIs, some bow ties. But I actually did get an order, uh, a commission for one of those mosaics that I used to build. Like if, oh, yeah. if you've been following me yep. for any sort of time, I used Tens to, of I, I've, I've kind of been all over the map, yeah. you know, I've made furniture, I've done this and I've done that. So there was a, a period a couple years ago where I would make uh, mosaics, uh, wood art mosaics. I don't know if mosaic is the right word, but that seems to be the word that everybody uses. Mm-hmm. When I got, I got a commission for one of those several weeks ago <clears> and then I kind of forgot about it. I, I put it in the back burner. You know, I've been so slammed with Etsy orders. I'm just doing everything I can to keep up. But they sent me a message and they were like, hey, you ever going to get to this? And I was like, oh, my gosh, yes. So I was able to whip one of those out last weekend. And dang it, those things are so fun. Did oh, you yeah. record uh, a we were reel talking- of you turning around? And then you're, you're holding no, it. No, I really should have. You got it. It was one of those situations where, you know, we were talking a second ago about how, uh, you know, it's it's more important to get the thing done than it is to make content because you got clients waiting. Um, <laughs> I know that right now. Just, uh, yeah. an I know that right now. <laughs> but uh, those things are so fun. And I really miss making them. And my wife was like, why don't you – Make time to make a few of those and put them up on your Etsy store and see how they do. And now I have to find a way to do that because I really miss that. I, they're super creative. We were just talking a second ago about how cutting boards are so easy and you can get very creative and it really allows you to stretch your creative muscle. And those mosaics to me are kind of the same way. Yeah. I mean, you can do whatever the hell you want with them. And because it's a piece of art. Yes. Like it doesn't matter what it looks like. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean it, it matters, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like there's no rhyme or reason. No. You just <laughs> put things together, and yeah. you know, you just kind of go with the flow. And and you're using ugh, up, you're using up. So scra- I would imagine you're using up scrap wood. Yeah, you're using up scrap wood, yeah. uh, which I have a ton of. Sure. If, if anybody's been listening for any amount of time, they know I have a ton of scrap wood. So yeah, that was that was really fun, and I I might try to find time to make more of those in the coming weeks. So that was really. Really, all that I had exciting wise in in my world. What about you, Pete? Yeah. Um, well, I'm gonna feel like a jerk here because I actually have had for once an exciting week. Uh, I was. Right, I'm gonna take a nap. Is that take, cool? Take yeah. a nap. That's fine. <laughs> well, usually oh, I hop on here. Like I talked about this last week, where like Thursdays are such like it's a hard stop for me. Like I, my my week ends with a Thursday because I recap what I do. So it's like uh, what I did this week and week meaning Friday to mm-hmm. Thursday. And, uh, you know, then mon- uh, Friday, feels like a Monday if, or like not even like it feels like a weekend. It's like a day off. Like I just have my regular job. I have no obligation, no deadlines, nothing like that. So uh, this last week was pretty busy. Um, Saturday, we went to the Renaissance Fair, one of my favorite events to go to as well. I, mainly, ironically, because of the the makers, all the custom made stuff that's there and seeing them like going there for almost a decade at this point. Uh, this is the one in Tuxedo, New York. They do it right. from August to uh, October. Are you in What's full up? regalia? Well, we were in costume, yes. Very nice. Was, uh, yeah, it was Pirate Weekend too, but we just kind of okay. wore like, you know, period clothing. 
so pads and things. So uh, we went to the Renaissance Fair and then fluffy got Jared, really Jerry like, Seinfeld shirts. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, but there was a you know it was crazy because I'm not used to going and there's way more people dressed up than not dressed up. Like usually it's like a 50-50, but there was barely any people in like civilian clothing. You know, (laughs) street clothes. So it was really cool to see. And we had a really good time. And it's really, really awesome to see all these people that all these crafts, you know, make their blacksmithing, leatherworking. There's a glass blowing uh, area where they're doing shows the whole day. Um, It's really cool. I, you know, I don't go there mainly for the making. I go there mainly for the turkey leg and the beer. But it's really cool to see all the these different crafts people make stuff live while you're there and then you get you get that's gotta be like a a different world of like making yeah because everything there is like old timey but i mean like for the glass blowing obviously they have propane they call it propane dragon (laughs) did you shoe a horse or did you Uh, you they don't do like horse stuff okay except for jousting all right yeah you put jousting in your stories look yeah so i i did like a whole like slew of stories so i just enjoy i just enjoy it so much it's it's fun to like pretend and they do the voices and you tip them and they go huzzah to the tip of that's super fun you know (laughs) it's fun to pretend guys uh larping yay so then uh larping larping yes live action role play play. yeah wow like when we go to make a game we pretend we're woodworkers larping yeah i do that i'm role playing as a woodworker (laughs) (laughs) um on sunday i so it was kind of a day off for me from the shop or the business or whatever. I uh, hesitantly got the green light from Emma to upgrade my computer. I've had my PC custom built it like seven years ago. Got a good run out of it. And for about a thousand bucks worth of parts, I was able to get a brand new, this beautiful like walnut front case. Oh, fancy. Uh, this thing is gorgeous. Yeah. My buddy recommended it. I'm sad it. that you didn't make it yourself. Emma picked it out and it's actually like actual walnut. I was expecting like cheap plastic that looks like yeah. walnut. So it's actual wood. The reason I wanted it to be nice is because I essentially took my entire computer and I gutted it, put it into this brand new case and it's now our living room computer. Uh, so I wanted it to kind of fit in. We have walnut floors and kind of a black and tan aesthetic there so it looks really nice it literally looks like a high-end speaker like something you'd pay a lot of money for but it's just a computer that runs our i moved my vr setup because we used to play vr in my office but it gets a little hot so now we get to play vr in the living room yes so Dan, it does Can't when confirm. you yes so when you come visit we can play vr in the living room yay It'll be a lot of fun oh i'm there um and then i upgraded my computer so my my pc is now brand new and super <laughs> high-end and it's really it's so nice Ooh, to have weird like, flex. Pretty it, bougie. It's, yeah, that's pretty I feel bougie. so good. But the thing is, like, it wasn't even that expensive to upgrade. Uh, it's just you don't have to justify. Feels so good. Feels so good. I'm a big <laughs> tech nerd, and uh, I, like I love that stuff. So, anyways, new computer got built. So, like today's live stream, I literally was building the live stream back from scratch, like all the uh, inputs and the background. I stuff think like it that. went well. It went great, actually. Really, really well. Better than most live streams that we do. So, uh, did that. Uh, worked on the van a bunch this week, so I did some overhead storage Randy and saw that. Randy Bovandi, yeah, that's right, Randy Bovandi. Uh, so Carmine I just like saying that by. name every time you bring it up. I like my buddy's uh, camper van is called Randy Bovandi. I like it. So, yeah, so uh, did some overhead storage. I overbuilt the crap out of this thing. I could hang on this stuff and it won't come down. So, which is really good because, fun fact, a van, a sprinter van, or any van really, 
it the whole chassis flexes as you drive. Oh. So you think it's so rigid, but like it flexes. So if stuff's not both flexible and solidly attached, it's going to come down. Right. Uh, we learned that the hard way <laughs> when the ceiling started coming down because we only Brad nailed it in. Um, Whoops. Don't yeah. come a knocking. Fun fact. Yeah. So got that uh, got that done. Um, then, uh, oh, I've been working with Keith Johnson, uh, KJ Sawdust, name dropping here. Yeah. Because he, he designed this lamello plate, this custom plate to do a 45 uh, miter lamello joint. And he's been printing them. And then he had me print a couple as a test and he liked the quality and he just can't keep up with the orders. So he's outsourcing a lot of the printing to me and then I'm also laser engraving all the medallions for him. So we got a nice little collaboration going right now. Very he nice. just launched the product. So if you have a Lamello, go check that out. Uh, it's, it's on his site and it, on his website too, I think. Forget what the website is. I'll throw it in the show notes. Um, aside from that, we're, uh, finishing up the first batch of ice climbing tools, uh, this week. So, uh, Emma, actually, while we were doing live, Emma was in the shop helping me out. She just like came in there like, what do you, what do I do? What do you need me to do? So she started running the laser. She started. I need to know your secrets. Yeah. It's slow and steady. It's attrition. Like you, you see how a river wears its way it's through wear, a mountain. Wormed out. <laughs> but I've been yeah. a, a tiny stream for many years. There you go. So, um, that's what she, she was, you know, she came in there, helped me out. So when I had to go to do the pre-show, she kept lasering these, you know, both, both sides get their engraving of the, the logos. And then she sanded them lightly, you know, cleaned them up and all that. I'm like, this is amazing because that we're, I'm limited by the time each, set takes 10 minutes for both we sides. all are yeah, yeah so i we can only do six pairs an hour so we're kind of limited by the time so it was great that while we we're chatting here she was able to help out with that um and uh one i'm gonna shout him out that i got that surf prep sander from them and i was like it's gonna be i'd probably be fine it's gonna help out that thing is a game changer that, those interference that's pads, the little three by four the three by the... four those soft interference pads uh i was really very very pleasantly surprised and not just so they have like this ultra soft ones that are mm-hmm. really like they really contour to the piece the problem is they will they would wear out quite fast on like rougher finishing uh so what they also have is an interference pad that you can add to the head to then put whatever sandpaper on that that they also include or i can cut up some abronet or something or whatever to it and nice. that that thing has been amazing. I'm actually, you know, I, I put out a video today that like it replaces three sanders. Yeah, I saw you know, that from the belt sander, the spindle sander, and a regular one. And it, in many ways, it does. I still have to touch it up here or there. I might still run it through the drum sander, but like, I don't have to do this whole like uh, yeah. song and dance with the the big sanders to try to clean it up. I'm literally just going across the face, and it contorts so nicely. So shout yeah. out to them. Actually, I've used the I've used their their sanding pads for my Merca three by five, the Deos. But it's a it's smaller wonderful. pad, right? What? No, they actually you can actually buy a three by five pad from oh, really? Surf Prep. Yeah. Oh, I and see. I've I used that it. up. But I I'm yeah. very impressed, very happy with it. Uh, dust collection is really good. So <laughs> yeah, much wow, such yay. And that's it. That's been my week. So I guess it wasn't too much stuff, but very exciting week. I'm also just random rant here. I'm riding like a high. I don't know what's going on. I am working 18 hours a day and I'm not exhausted. I'm tired, but I'm not like hmm. tired and ex- hmm. like just sick of this. I'm just like riding this high and I'm trying to go as long as I can before I like 
give up and I don't want to get in the shop. What are you doing right. to get more energy? I don't know, man. It's just something. Tell me your secrets. D- but, you know, it's, it's you, Dan. I get to see you every week. It re-ups me. <laughs> it's very good. This seems but very Breaking Bad. I think hey, I'm finally Speaking after, of seeing me. What? Oh, we're going to see each other see in, in like person two weeks. in a couple weeks. Yeah. I, I think what it is is that, like, over the last two weeks or so, we finally hit the point with having Emma on that we're kind of, we're actually knocking out a lot of the stuff that was like stress in the background for me. Stuff that like, it was on my to-do list for a very long time and not getting done and we're getting to a good flow and it's actively relieving stress and I'm finally starting to feel that because three weeks ago, I was burning out every single day and I wasn't even working close to this many hours. So I'm just going to keep riding this high while it well, lasts. Yeah. yeah. Good spot to be in. Speaking of high, um, should we listen to our voicemails? Well, before you do the voicemails, you know what you got to do. Go, Black Betty! Ramble him! That? There it is. (laughs) (laughs) So, why don't we start with um, something French? That good? French. Something French? Yeah. French. Hey, guys. Dan, have you ever made your own mayonnaise? It's super easy to make and you could sell it as dance oils or dance sauce, whatever. Last week I asked about intruders of all sorts and tonight let's talk about neighbors. Neighbors? Neighbors. Neighbors. Have you ever had problems with them? Especially because of sounds like, especially Dan, like you are running your CNC data. Appreciate that so <laughs> much. To make a long story short, last week my neighbors uh, basic, basically threatened to beat me, or at least have people uh, beat me, um, because I was turning wood during the authorized period to make sound. I obviously stayed calm, smiled, and answered that I could be noisy during those hours, and I'm actually going to the police tomorrow just in case something really ha- does happen. What would I have done? Also, how stupid is it to threaten to hurt someone that has literally a bunch of very sharp tools at reach? <laughs> All right, have a, have a good podcast. Bye. Very nice. Right. Josh, did you yeah. catch all that? I, a, a little bit of it. The, we got the, you. Yeah, yeah. Well, first question, I, I got you guys. So, first question, Dan, have you ever made your own mayo? Mayo. I've okay. Tried. I've tried. Oh, Dan is obsessed uh, with mayo. Like, it's he's a mayo queen. Wow. The internet would lead you to believe that it's easy, would but it's, it's not. Your content I've tried, would lead us to believe. I've tried making my own mayo and I have failed. On a live stream. Oh, really? Uh, no, I've never failed on a live stream, but I've made butter on a live stream and oh, that was successfully butter, did not that. Yes. Mayo is a different animal. Um, yeah. It's an emulsion. What was the, it's an emulsion. <laughs> Yeah, it, you guys make your own butter or mayo? No, no, but I, know you, no you, I just buy it from the store like a human. <laughs> okay. So well, his other question, because uh, last last week he called in about uh, intruders of the bug type. We talked about like different bugs right. or critters that get oh. into our shops. But this uh, this week he's talking about neighbors, and uh, in this case, a neighbor. Uh, complained to him about him making noise on a lathe, which also one of the quietest tools in the shop. Yeah, right? the most yeah, satisfying, the things, most right. ASMR thing ever. Yes. Meanwhile, like you got the planer, like 
most annoying sound in the world. Right. And the, the surprising thing is this was during, he said like authorized time. So like during the daytime when you're allowed to make noise, yeah. uh, to the point where like this person was like really giving it to him. He stayed calm and he's actually going to go to the police tomorrow to like file a report. Oh, wow. To make sure that, wow, like, because that's... like, listen, if somebody's threatening you or something, you know, and then yeah. in French, they sound um, that's what things. he that's why he said, yeah. How crazy is it to come to a guy's shop that has a bunch of sharp tools? Because he's, right. he's on a lathe, he's probably <laughs> right. got like a ball gouge in his hand, <laughs> right. you know. So, uh, well, I'm gonna start with Dan because Dan works with his shop open all year round. Have you ever had yes. issues with neighbors? Shockingly. When it comes to that, no, I haven't. Uh, the only time a neighbor has ever come over was I was working late in my shop. And, of course, I had my doors open. And my radio, my music was too loud. They didn't appreciate that. Uh, I try to be respectful of, you know, working hours and stuff. I, I try to turn everything off by 8 p.m. usually. Um, so that my neighbors don't complain too much, you know, because I realize most of my neighbors have to go to an actual job and they got to get up at a certain time and stuff. So I haven't had too many of my neighbors complain. I haven't had any of them complain. I don't know why I said too many. Uh, none of them com have complained about my tools. Because one is so, too yeah. many, Dan. <laughs> That's actually, I'm very fortunate, but I talk to most of my neighbors, so that's the thing, I think. I talk to most of my neighbors, and they all know kind of what I do. I have one neighbor that I don't talk to, and he's just a jerk, but, like, we don't talk to each other at all, so we just ignore each other. I think the key is, you know, getting a rapport with your neighbors. For sure. It helps a lot. What do, what do you think, Josh? Do you have, when when you were working in your shop, have you had no, neighbor problems? Uh, nope. I've always been uh, pretty rural as far as uh, my where I'm at located, uh, so not in a subdivision necessarily. Uh, usually what I get is people coming over. Uh, if I have the, the door open, I've had people just want to know if I can make them something. So no complaint. Oh, yeah. yeah, no complaint. It's always like the people coming like, hey, uh, that's broke. Can you fix it? Um, yeah, that's another thing yeah. I do with my neighbors. <laughs> if they come over and I'm like, yeah, I'll make it. You just don't complain about the noise. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> it's kind of an un yeah. yep. unsaid thing that we agree on. I've gotten uh, pies and cookies and all Ooh. kinds of things uh, for, yeah. I want your neighbors. Oh, yeah. They're, they're good That's boys. my how kind you, of How are you surprise. losing weight by getting pies and cookies? <laughs> is, what the this, heck? This is several years ago. Yeah. <laughs> now I've got to turn it down. <laughs> What about you, Petey? Yeah. You got neighbor problems? So the only time I've ever had a neighbor issue is <clears throat> we were making stuff for our wedding. So I was in the shop like 24-7, basically. And the CNC was, was running. This was when you lived in your At old the place. old house, yeah. So it was more of like, you know, house to house to house, like with a not even a driveway between the houses. Like I could stretch an arm and a leg and like touch both houses oh, yeah. that kind of close. But we were cool with both of our neighbors, but... We had one of those like old lady whose hobby is sitting in a window, uh, you <laughs> oh, know, yeah. like one of those. So she apparently called the city, but this sort of guy comes up and some guys like in front of my driveway in a city like vehicle with like a city of Clifton, whatever. And I'm like, I'm like, hi, <laughs> like he's just there at the end of the driveway in his car. And I walk up like any problem. And he's like, are you like um, running a business, whatever? I'm like, no, I'm just like, I'm getting married in three weeks and we're just making favors, wedding favors for stuff. Like, Oh, so like this, I'm like, this is just a hobby. Like I do this on the side, like this is before LLC and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, right. and so he was like, like oh, code enforcement or something. Yeah. yeah. And like, yeah. and I'm 
Uh, well, the thing is, he just got the. He's like, I we gotta to be frank. We got a complaint from someone that you're like working on cars and whatever. And I was like, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> that was my next door neighbor who was also not running a business from there, but he just he was a car junkie. So like he he worked at a shop somewhere else, and like there was a beater in the driveway that was his uh, son's that he was fixing up, and I think he actually fixed it up. Got body work, everything. That kid actually fixed up that car. So, because you hear so many of those, those stories of that never happening. So he actually did it. But like he worked on it, but I'm not gonna throw him under the bus. You know, we used to get drunk in that driveway, whatever. <laughs> so I was just like, no, like this, I I don't know who called. He's like, ah, somebody in a neighborhood. I'm like, we're we're cool with the like the plus sign here, left, right, forward. We're cool with. So and there's a school on the left, so it's got to be the next lady over. Um, but that was the only time I've ever gotten a complaint. But no one's ever like you know come over. And now we live somewhere where like basically it's like almost like a house or two houses with between garages and yeah. our garage faces someone else's garage. So our houses are reversed. So their master is the opposite of ours. So like they don't hear the noise even at night. Now I try to be respectful. So sometimes I'll be working into the night. Uh, and if I'm working like on a van or something, I'll actually close the door to like make some cuts or run a planer or something and then open it up right. and then work on stuff. So, um, yeah, not really. I mean, then I think hit it on the nose is like, if you are friends with your neighbors, you're going to be fine. I'm kind of, I've tried to make myself indispensable to my neighbors and they all like me. It's <laughs> yeah. good to be liked. Like he, uh, fun, yeah. fun, fun fact. I was voted, uh, most friendly in high school. So most, most of my neighbors, I believe that always <laughs> they, they, they like me. All right. It's so a great question. Um, <laughs> all right. So next question is from, by the way, we got a, uh, another voicemail from Jake Miller, Dan, in case you want to pre-listen. Make sure oh. it's it's good. So, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Next one Kind of is, a latecomer. Yeah, yeah, Next one is from Michael. Hey, guys. It's Michael with Handcrafted by MPD. Coming back with a question from a previous episode again. This one comes from the episode with Jason Bent and a question from a listener asking about devaluing of the craft. Essentially, does does a DIYer, right, who builds furniture with crude joinery methods, right, like pocket holes, for example, or, or they essentially build pieces of furniture that maybe aren't that nice, right? And if they sell that, is that a devaluing the craft of woodworking? Um, and I guess some of the pushback that I like to put on that is at what point does an individual let's say an individual produces they use similar techniques right like pocket holes or relatively crude construction methods which would be somewhat similar to a mass furniture production company like an ikea right and may, maybe you disagree with me but but i would say like an ikea does devalue uh the art of furniture making um but so if if an individual though builds furniture in the same method as Ike of of an IKEA for example would they also be devaluing uh the art of furniture making would like to hear your guys' thoughts What do you say Josh uh I feel like I have a little bit of a unique uh, perspective on this cuz I I'm pretty heavily involved in the DIY community which is full of uh Craig and pocket holes and joinery like that. And I honestly, 
Uh, I don't think it does. I think it's, uh, we mentioned gateway earlier with cutting boards. I think those tools, there's no shame in using those tools if that's what gets you uh, the fire burning to learn how to woodwork. Um, so that's like the, I've never actually, I've never built anything using a pocket hole jig. Um, I know that back in the day, Norbe, that that was designed originally for like face frames and hidden, hidden systems for, for that type of thing. But I think, uh, throughout the late nineties and early two thousands, uh, he gained a lot of popularity amongst the DIYers to make, it made it accessible, right? Not everybody has a table saw. Not everybody has all these different tools. Um, I find there's value in getting people involved in the craft. Anything that's going to let people get their their hands uh, dirty, learn how to make something. I don't think it. I think it's like a. I think people like just look look down on those folks more than what they should. <laughs> it's getting people involved, and I like that aspect of it. Um, so may, maybe their skill sets grow and they learn uh, the bridle joints or they learn how to make a half lap. It's it's getting a gateway into something else, uh, splines or whatever else. You know what I mean? Like we all started somewhere uh, and I'm, I'm a big proponent of everybody learns at their own pace. Um, what somebody finds value in is not what everybody else is going to agree with. Um, so I don't think it, I, I don't think it devalue, devalues it. I think it gets people involved. Long story short. <laughs> yeah, I agree hundred percent. Um, you're, I wouldn't say it devalues the, the craft No, for a couple reasons. I agree hundred percent with, with, uh, Josh, but also, you know, if you're spending your time worrying about that, you are just, you're wasting your time. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. It's, it's always going to be there. There's always going to be that beginner yes. type like person. So if you spend your time worrying about, oh my gosh, that the person devaluing the craft, I mean, it's, it's all relative. It, it, it really makes no sense to me. Yeah. Also, it's not going to devalue the craft because let's say you're both selling <clears throat> products. The person that's going to buy that beginner Craig pocket hole jig piece of furniture it's not your customer exactly if if you are building heirloom quality pieces you know that person is going to go after you and not like after the cheapest thing they can find exactly so there's room for everybody in in my opinion i mean that's better said it, it really does no good to to waste time worrying about such things what about you, Pete? I will say it absolutely one hundred percent devalues your craft in the asterisk in the eyes of the consumer. It in no way devalues your work. So it the, the what I'm saying by that is you don't have to drop your prices because there's now fifty guys making tables on your block, and most of them are making them out of pocket holes. Just, but a customer is going to look at that and they're going to think it's an, oh, it's a lower cost of entry, blah, blah, blah. Like just because someone approaches you and like, well, he can build it for, we talk about this like once every other week. Yep. Anytime somebody is like, well, he built, he can build it for blah, blah, blah. But I like you, so I want you to get the work. I appreciate that. If that's the price point you want to go with, go ahead, go with them. See, they're de- the customer is devaluing it and it's not their fault. It's just, you know, the, the fact of the matter is you can go and get, a Hyundai Sonata or you can go get a Lamborghini. Yeah. You know, there's 
there's value to everything. You're not going to go into a, a BMW dealership and be like, well, I can get a Toyota for 20K. Right. Why is this 150? Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you wouldn't do that. So No, they would just kindly say, well, then we're not for you, really. So yeah, at so. the end of the day, it's the lack of education. So does it devalue your work? No. Your craft, your work is worth your time, and it will not lose its value. Don't ever sell yourself short. Yeah. However, unfortunately, it does devalue it in the eyes of the consumers or the uneducated person because most people are going to learn when they go, get a cheap piece of furniture and they're getting a new one in three years. You that's, get you get a $5,000 table, your kids are going to have that. That's actually what I was going to touch on. It devalues it for a second in their eyes until they learn, until two years later when it falls apart and, and then they see the value. They're like, that's why. And that, those are the customers that they drive them actually towards the fine furniture makers. So I actually, I like it. (laughs) Go learn your lesson. Yeah. And, but that being said, pocket holes are absolutely a very legitimate form of joinery. Uh, they have their place. They have have their place. Yes. They have their place, especially for like face frames or anytime Mm -hmm. you can't see it. I mean, shoot, I'm doing stuff in the van right now. I'm not going to, I use them on the van all the time because just quick and easy joinery for stuff that's not going to get seen. Uh, it is absolutely, I, I see bourbon moth using pocket hollow jigs and stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and also he's the one that taught me to bring the pocket hole jig to the piece instead of having it on a table. You literally put it on a piece of wood, clamp it and then drill it. I'm like, that's kind of low key brilliant <laughs> instead of having it like on a table. Right. So I think it's, it's, you know, it does devalue you in the eyes of the people that don't know what it's worth. Till they learn. That's right. Till they learn. Exactly. <laughs> Some um, people just need to learn the hard way. That's right. You know what? Some people need to learn by getting a cheap table once in a while until they learn. Uh, that I'm getting a green light from Dan in the form of a thumbs up. Yes. So we are going to play um, Jake Miller's question. What's up, guys? It's Jake from a sweet shop. Uh, just calling in with a quick question about lasers. Um, <clears throat> so we just picked up an 80-watt ohm tech laser. Dan, take a nap. Um, you know, nothing crazy, but just something to be able to start off with. And I wanted to see what your thoughts were or how you went about uh, doing testing for different carves and engravings and uh, cutting, that sort of thing. Um, I have not taken a ton of time to put into working with Lightburn, um, but we have messed around a little bit here and there with engraving some tumblers and, you know, also engraving some scrap walnut here and there that I have or, uh, you know, just other scrap material around the shop. Um, but how do you go about trying to find the correct speed and power settings for an engraving without essentially just wasting a bunch of material? Um, a lot of what I'm finding online is very conflicting information, um, and nobody really has a good starting point from what I've seen. So, uh, just curious to see what your guys' thoughts are, and uh, yeah, just be uh, be interested to see. So, thanks, guys. Dan, <laughs> I what? I don't know. I feel like this is a lasers. Pew yeah. pew. There you go. I don't know. Josh? Uh, I'm going to let you field this one. I, I I don't know if I can dumb it down enough with my expertise. So <laughs> I don't no have any expertise. All right. So, Jake, uh, 
The answer is simple. And well, I'm going to start first with why you're finding so much information. It's because uh, there's a lot of different lasers out there. Uh, and some of the, the newer features of Lightburn were not around even a year ago, uh, especially not a couple of years ago. So people that are running some older lasers uh, were basically figuring it out as they go. They They would make a grid and then like do custom settings for each one and all that stuff. And it took hours of work and then it would sell those files or, or offer them for free online. And everyone's got opinions are like buttholes. Everyone's got one, you know, so everyone's got their own opinion of how you do it best. Here's my opinion. Use the built-in system in Lightburn. Lightburn is fantastic. It's honestly one of the un most underpriced software out there for what it does. Uh, and your laser uses it under laser tools right at your toolbar at the top you have a built-in focus test a built-in interval test meaning when you're doing engravings it does line by line it prints it line by line it tells you or you can do a test of like further apart and closer together and see which one looks best without seeing lines there uh next one's the material test which literally does a grid of little squares and you can set your settings you want to start at uh five percent power up to eighty percent power and you want to start at 50 speed up to a thousand speed and it'll do a grid of all those different power settings and different speeds and you can see physically on each card so you'll cut one for plywood one for uh, melamine one for walnut maple whatever and then you see which burn looks the best uh, and then there's um, a center finder which I actually don't even know what that one is but those three tests are invaluable because we used to do like ramp tests literally you would put a piece of wood in there at an angle, like with a block underneath it and have it cut a line and look where it looks cleanest. Like that used to be the tests we would run. So hmm. the, the built-in tests have gotten really, really, really good. Uh, and I highly recommend Lightburn laser tools built right into the app, makes it super easy. Um, and that's my two cents on it. Yeah, I agree 100% with whatever Pete said. I, actually, I, knew, I knew some of those words. I use Lightburn actually, and if I can <laughs> run it, anybody can run it. I love Literally. your endorsements for stuff. It's like, if I can do it. <laughs> Seriously. Come on. You're, you give yourself more credit, man. Come on. <laughs> for lasers anyway. Yeah. Lasers. <laughs> All right. We also had a written in question from yes. Andrew Deering. Yeah. Uh, he That's writes in, Deering. hi guys. Yeah. It's been a while. Super excited that Josh is on. Thanks, Randy. Great Andrew. guest. Thanks, Andrew. Have you paid How him? I didn't know. Yes. You, you know yeah. He wasn't even, he didn't hear him yet. <laughs> uh, my question for Josh is what prompted you to go into go from garage wood work can't talk my question for Josh is what prompted you to go from garage woodworking to setting up a shop store which I think we already covered but yeah. you know whatever if you have something else to add and are you concerned about the distance between your house and your shop so yeah we touched on it earlier but um it honestly the, the prompt you know it's age it's now or never right uh, I've wanted to do it I'm creeping up on 50. Uh, I only have a certain amount of years left to give this a go. Uh, I think. Oh, I'm, I don't know about that. You're going to live forever. <laughs> I hope so. I think I'm uh, ready to make the the change. And a lot of us, um, I'm I'm from a uh, early on uh, customer service. I worked in uh, different retail uh, jobs. I like the interaction I get with with customers. So uh, I think a lot of us get. I don't know if you guys do, but we work by ourselves a lot in the garage yeah you get lonely a, a little, little bit and i kind of like the interaction i'm kind of looking forward to like not to, to going somewhere it almost um and i don't mean this as a it legitimizes myself i feel like a little bit like sometimes i can feel like 
um, I'm, I'm in my garage and people don't recognize that as a real job. I think when, yes. when you go some, when you go to a place, people that aren't uh, familiar with what you're doing, whether it's content creation or woodworking in your garage as a as a job, I think they have a hard time wrapping that. They're like, "What do you do? Where do you go?" So like. I'm looking forward to going to a physical place and working. People can wrap their, oh, you're a store owner. I get it now. You sell furniture in a store. Okay, you make furniture. So um, there's a few of those reasons that I'm, um, why I'm doing it. And it's only 15 minutes away. So I, 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 it's a nice little buffer between the house and here. So so you would say you're not really concerned about not, the distance between? Not at all. I'm actually looking forward to it, uh, to get out of the house a little bit. I'm at the house too much. <laughs> I can totally relate to that. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I go to the post office yes. every day. Yeah. Instead of having them pick it up. It's one of the main factors why yeah, I go to these conferences I, like WorkbenchCon yeah. yes. and Maker Camp. It, it's for the camaraderie. You can feel very lonely sometimes. You can. Uh, and, uh, I mean, you can yes. get it, it's almost like a seasonal depression, it is. but it's Yeah. It's But it's always you, know, you just yeah, but it's always <laughs> honestly that's why I go I, I go get lunch by myself during the day yeah, just to yeah. get out. It's one of the it's one of the things that I loved about having Isaiah in the shop. Yes. It was it had so, I had somebody with me to just hang out and, yeah. and talk to. I miss the interaction. That right? is priceless. Yes. And look at the bright side with a fifteen minute commute twice a day in yeah. a week you can get through one episode of AWP. Are you darn Yo. right. Oh, it'll be it's in the shop. It's going. <laughs> I'll make my customers listen to it. Man, good question, Andy. Thank yeah. you for writing in. I think that's it for questions. Dan, I think that's it for questions. All right. Oh. What now? I don't know. What do we do now? I don't know. What I think we we shout out our patrons. Thank you so much for supporting the oh. show. <laughs> yeah, we do that. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. If uh, you want to be a patron, you want to join the Matt Army, go over to patreon.com slash another woodshop podcast and you can join over there. We also want to give a shout out to. That's right. Maker Camp, our sponsor of the show. And we're so excited to see you guys all there. If you are a listener, make sure to come by, say hi. Uh, Please. Give us a firm handshake, you know, kiss on the lips, whatever. Whatever you feel comfortable yeah, with. Just yeah. grab my butt. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know they will. Um <laughs> And uh, yeah, we're super excited to to see you all there. And a huge thank you to Josh Hescott for joining us this week. This was oh. great to have you on, man. We wish you nothing Josh, but no. good luck yes. with your uh, new thank business you. venture. And I can cannot wait to see the space set up. Honestly, and, I I am yeah. super excited to see where you're going with your business. And it's been a pleasure having you on here. It's been a long time coming, so thank you. I super appreciate the opportunity and uh, the the support and the friendship. It's it means a lot. It really does. And one of these days, we're going to get you to either Maker Camp or Workbench Con. Oh, I'm coming! My God, yeah, I'm coming. Yep. Twenty, you watch out. Twenty, you're going to get a, you, you're going to get that kiss. <laughs> hey, yo, bring, butt, butt bring grab, Angela. Butt grab. <laughs> That'll work. Well, thanks for joining us. I'll guys. take a butt grab from you and a kiss from your wife. Sounds that's, good. Ooh, that's cool. Nice. All right. Until they're done. <laughs> thanks everyone for joining us. Next week, uh, we have Sam. DIY Huntress. Sam Raimondi's on. Whoa. Yeah. Nice. Super stoked. It's right. uh, it's her one year anniversary of going full time. So we're going to be grilling her on Congrats all things content creation and doing it full time. And what full, it's been like. Full timedness. Full timedness. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited for that. She's one of the OG peeps that we had on too. So very much so. Um, much taller in person, by the way. Than you no, know she's it. not. Really? She's not. Nope. Nope. It's, it's fine. Right. It's tiny but mighty. Uh, <laughs> that's that's more. <laughs> so we'll see you guys next week and uh love y'all bye 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 love you long bye. time bye. Bye.